Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. So, Jace Dedeker, how are we doing today? And we also have a special guest. Yeah, we're doing very well because we have a special guest, Brian G. Murphy from QueerTheology.com. Thanks for being Yay. here, Brian. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so um, we also roped... Brian into doing an episode of Multiamory with us, which is going to come out next week. But right now, we wanted to have some fun reading the Bible with someone who probably is more knows qualified. Knows a thing or two. <laughs> yeah. Who's <laughs> more qualified than these three drunk yahoos. Uh, but Brian, you are you are drinking though, right? So I am drinking. Okay, yeah. perfect. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> okay, but Go other than the we're drinking... All, we're why, all in this together. Why, why, why are you here, Brian? Why are you on this show? What what yeah. qualifies you to be here? Prove your like, worthiness uh, to be here drinking uh, with us, talking about the Bible. Uh, so as y'all said, I'm one of the co-founders of QueerTheology.com, which brings a queer perspective to Christianity. And rather than trying to prove that it's okay to be LGBTQ, at, looks at what queerness has to offer uh, the Christian faith and how our queerness enriches um, that and is a blessing to the church and the whole wide world. Uh, I studied religion in college and then did some faith-based LGBTQ activism going to Christian colleges all across the country uh, to talk about why they discriminate against queer people and to stand up for that. And on some of the campuses, we they said, great, come on, we'll have discussion groups and Bible studies. And at some of them, they said, we'll arrest you if you come on. And I've been doing queer Christian education, organizing, activism ever since. So you got out of prison. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was I was I was the video person, so I never actually got arrested. I just uh, videotaped all of my friends. I told the police like don't arrest me, I'm just the video guy. <laughs> Did you actually? Wow. Yeah, in the beginning I, I was like very law abiding, but then by the I just got more and more like I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Um and so <laughs> So I got, got more gutsy as the as sort of like the, the campaign went on. Yeah. Wow, amazing. Wow. And here you are. Here you are. We're glad that you I am. were able to get out on bail to come be on this show. <laughs> uh. So my question is this. If I were to say the words that, okay, that last week we read, what was it, Deuteronomy 8, 9, 10? Or was it just, yeah, it was yeah. 8, 9, 10. Would you know what happened Probably better no. than I do. No? Okay, okay, okay. Not a freaking I don't, superhero, I don't have I the whole Bible well, completely committed we, to memory. In the episode that we just did on Multiamory, you were like, you know, this passage said this, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, oh, I must all be in there. So. I know a lot of it, but not not all of it. Right. I was it's talking to my Deuteronomy chapters. Yeah, I was talking to my QueerTheology.com co-founder before, like earlier today, and I was like, do you have anything to say about Deuteronomy 
11 through 13 and he was like i have no idea like, <laughs> I was, deuteronomy is i don't well i don't i would have to look it up well brian <laughs> you're gonna have some then. things to say by the time we get to the end of this episode today. i'm sure i will yeah but before we dive into that emily do you remember what happened last time yeah emily when i, I say rem- to you deuteronomy 8 through 10 <laughs> <laughs> I remember that Moses was saying some stuff, more recap, more recap type stuff regarding the uh, Ten Commandments, his breaking of them, and the golden calf came up again, and he was talking about how they were all bad boys and girls, and they were worshiping it for a hot second, and it wasn't cool, man. And then, I don't know, that was like pretty much it and then they were like he said something about like being like fasting for 40 days and 40 nights was that it was it fasting yeah and he fell on his face a lot for the first time started mentioning how many fasts he's done which were not mentioned before and so we suspect that maybe there's a little bit of some exaggeration on the part of moses well one of them yeah it did one was mentioned before it did talk about him not eating or drinking for 40 days but then in this retelling he didn't eat or drink for 40 days on the mountain, then came back and then down also off the mountain, then came back down, saw the calf and then fell on his face and lay there fasting for another 40 days, uh, not drinking or eating. Everyone thought he was dead and just like walked over. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. And then he went back remember? up into the mountain and fasted again. I think it was like three times, yeah. three fasts in a row. Yes. That's how he came up with the body by Moses diet. <laughs> involves oh the, my gosh. The, do the, not like, intermittent fasting with interval training, but like to the extreme of yeah. like intermittent yeah, yeah, fast yeah. for 40 days and then do some interval training up and down a yeah, mountain. Right. And then you'll look great. Body by oh, Moses. Wow. The do to be you remember? Something. Do you remember how Batman came into play? Does that ring any bells? Oh, God. oh do I? Re- Wait, how did Batman? Do you remember? Because uh, there are Batman necked people. Oh, oh yeah, the stiff neck, stiff necked. Yes, they. So they couldn't. They, like just like Batman, they couldn't move their heads in mm-hmm. their stiff suits. <laughs> In their stiff Batman suits. I don't know why they were stiff necked, but they were somehow. Oh, because they're Help. stubborn, you know. Yeah, they're, they're stubborn. stubborn. They oh, don't yeah. learn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They didn't you have like it. some ailment going on. They didn't need to go see a chiropractor or anything. Not they that just we were know stiff necked. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Sounds good. We also. So this was also kind of the first time where Moses was talking a lot about how much one like Yahweh loves everybody a lot. Like love has been talked about more now than Does it has in the past few books. And then also. Mm-hmm. um kind of mixing together the the carrot with the stick right where he was like and this land that you're going to get is going to be so dope is going to be cream and milk and like meat and honey crops and honey honey. it's going to be so so dope but if you don't do these things actually you're going to get wiped off the face of the earth so it's kind of that like kind of playing both sides yeah to get people to fall in love yeah all okay. right. Well, what are we doing today? Deuteronomy 11, 12, and 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So three chapters today. Three but chapters. What are we drinking today? Is the, more <laughs> the most important, important question. question. <laughs> yes, please, everyone. <laughs> uh, well, I will begin. Uh, I panicked because I realized I didn't have any alcohol in the house, oh, no. <laughs> um, but quickly pulled together just a little bit of whiskey with some tonic water, which is kind of an interesting combination, but very refreshing. Um, so that's what I'm drinking. What are you drinking, Whiskey Emily? is alcohol. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I but I didn't have like a beer or anything on hand. I had um, to, I had to, you know dig around in the back of a dusty cupboard and found some whiskey. So, like you do. I see. <laughs> well, I'm I'm wearing my yes way. Yeah, wait, no, damn it. Yeah, rosé all day <laughs> shirt and drinking yes way rosé. <laughs> Great. Oh, I see. Well, now I understand that. why that was confusing. Okay. <laughs> yes, it was confusing because the rosé is called Yes Way Rosé. I don't know why it's called that. It doesn't even really make sense. I guess like No Way Jose well, instead like of Wayne's, that. The Wayne's World thing yeah. where they're like Yes Way instead of the No Way. Right. I see. Okay. Yeah. So it's Yes Way Rosé yeah. instead yeah. of No Way Jose. Yeah. It's good. It's fine. It's a rosé. What are <laughs> nice. you drinking? Uh, I found a new flavor of Chuhai today, which is part of the Strong Zero brand. Classic. Uh, but this one is called Double Orange is the flavor. Will you, will you tell Brian what a Chuhai is? Yeah. Because chu- he's in Japan right now. I'm in Japan right now. Yeah. And a Chuhai. Oh, I'm wearing a shirt from Japan. Oh, nice. Oh, really? You're like, oh, I didn't know you were in Japan. Yeah. Are you familiar with Chuhais then? No, I'm not. Okay. So Chuhais are like, it's kind of like if you could imagine a Mike's Hard Lemonade type like flavored alcoholic beverage, but that's good. <laughs> it's like that. Fair. But, so but no, he can't, in, he can't imagine that. Can't I know, imagine. no one can. Uh, but it comes, <laughs> yeah. But it comes in a ton of different flavors and there's usually new ones that come out each season. So this is one of the new flavors that they were advertising in the store, which is double orange. And it says specifically on here that this is like a real fruit feeling. Not, oh. not that it's real what? fruit in it. Oh. Real it's fruit feeling. A real fruit feeling. <laughs> it has the feel it, the 100% mouth feel of a fruit. <laughs> At least that's how I read wow. this. It's kajitsukan. Is that, yeah, that's, that's that, real fruit. That's, fruit. that's just fruit feeling. Oh, well, that's not sh- a real fruit feeling. Shikari kajitsukan. Okay. So it's like a I refreshing more, fruit feeling. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah something okay. like that. Anyways, this is an episode of Drunk Japanese Study, which is <laughs> yeah. our new podcast. Uh, Brian, what are you uh, drinking? Brian today? lived in Japan yeah. for six months. Um, I am drinking, and when I moved to LA, I decided tequila was going to be my drink. So I'm drinking a homemade margarita. I thought oh, you were going to say a homemade really? tequila that you brewed up in your bathtub. <laughs> I distilled this agave I'm a, fruit. I'm also a moon, uh, moon, I, <laughs> moon I, st- I stole the cactus from my neighbor's garden. <laughs> and created this lovely tequila. Lovely. That's awesome. uh, that does sound delightful, though. Also, welcome to L.A. Yeah, it's so good to be here. I went to USC out here in L.A. many years ago and just moved back within the past year, and it's been amazing <laughs> nice oh awesome. wow oh, you've only been here for a year wow yeah exciting yeah that's awesome. I just, like rediscovered as a grown-up which is different <laughs> lovely than being, that's awesome <laughs> uh, than being 20 22 yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah exactly okay. all right let's read the bible so today we're reading as we said deuteronomy 11 12 and 13 as we get started we want to remind all of our listeners to read responsibly and drink responsibly And you can drink along with us, or you can listen to us while you're in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. All right, kids. So I volunteered as tribute to go ahead and start us off with our first chapter here with Deuteronomy 11. Also, Brian, we didn't ask you, do you have your, your, you're all set with your Bible? And do you have the world? I, I have. 
I should have. I have the Bible that I had as an evangelical Christian with all my highlighting in the other room, but I forgot to bring it out. That's (laughs) so good. No, it's fine. I found it in a box in an attic, but I have all of them on BibleGateway.com. Perfect. (laughs) We're reading the World English Bible. Just so you know which translation oh, we're doing. I know it's weird, we know, but it doesn't have any copyright issues, so uh, we won't get sued. Because you know that the NIV would try to shut us down. <laughs> <laughs> That's what okay, we were kids. reading, but yeah. All right. I don't know how to find it. I'll figure it out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Deuteronomy 11. Therefore, you shall love Yahweh your God and keep his charge and his statutes and his ordinances and his commandments always. Know you this day, for I don't speak with your children who have not known and who have not seen the chastisement of Yahweh your God, his Wait, greatness. What, the chastisement? That What yeah, a, word. a word. Yeah, the I'll, chastisement. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah. His greatness, his mighty hand, and his outstretched arm, and his signs, and his works, which he did in the midst of Egypt to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and to all his land. Oh, this sentence just keeps on going. And what he did to the army of Egypt, to their horses, and to their chariots. How he made the water of the Red Sea to overflow them as they pursued after you. And how Yahweh has destroyed them to this day. He did not let them come back from the dead. They're still destroyed. They're still destroyed. Yeah, like, that's, wait, that kind of like makes one think that he's continuing to destroy them to this day. I believe it. It's some eternal punishment. Wow, okay. And what he did to you in the wilderness until you came to this place. And what he did to Dathan and Abiram. Do you remember what happened to those two fellows? I remember Abiram, but I don't know about Dathan, like Nathan with a D. (laughs) I remember the name. I sure don't. (laughs) (laughs) You remember the name? Wow. Weren't these Uh, the two defectors or mutinous? Right, yes. Mutinous peoples? The defectors of what? They were the ones who were like, dude, Moses and Aaron, why are you in charge? We should be in charge maybe instead. And then God oh, really? uh, opened up the earth and swallowed them up in fire. Them and, and Yeah, this was, this was part of the, the legend of Korah. Oh, okay, They, they cool. were part of Korah's, Korah's whole group of friends there. Yes, I okay. see. Okay. Uh, and what he did to Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, <laughs> the son of Reuben, how the earth opened its mouth and ah. swallowed them up. See, there we go. Mm, yeah. And there their households and their tents and every living thing that followed them in the midst of all Israel. But your eyes have seen all the great work of Yahweh, which he did. Therefore, you sh- shall you keep all the commandment which I command you this day, that you may be strong and go in and possess the land where you go over to possess it, and that you may prolong your days in the land which Yahweh swore to your fathers to give to them and to their seed. Sorry, Emily. A land flowing... <laughs> With milk and honey. I just don't like that it's called, like, their, it's just constantly their seed, their seed, their seed. So uh, we're still in this holding pattern of he keeps being like, yeah, you're t- today, today, you're going to go in and possess this land, but we're still sitting through this long, drawn out monologue of all the reminders and bylaws and caveats to make sure that when you do possess it, you do it in the right way and you don't mess anything up when you're over there. Yeah. yeah, is that it, Brian? Like, what? Why does he have to? Con- why does he have to do a recap here? We're like, what's up with this big old recap? When is he going to stop that? Well, so Moses didn't actually write this book. Um, mm. So 
Surprise, lots, surprise. Lots of different people. There's actually a few different sort of like independent strains that get woven together in this. So, and that's true of a lot of the books of the Bible, especially in the Hebrew Bible. So sometimes when there's like stuff repeating, it's because it's like a different author's version of of the story okay. um and so it's like they're a sort of take on what happens which is sometimes the same and sometimes very different um mm-hmm. and then also just sort of like um uh, i was gonna say if you've ever been to church but we <laughs> haven't like sometimes you just have to, like, re- like you know like rhetoric is like repeating stuff over and over again to like emphasize like important stuff and in particular like being in exile is like a recurring theme in the hebrew bible and sort of like what that means as sort of like uh, this sort of Israelite identity and, and sort of where God is found and who God is with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's, like, just, it's like very important. It's like, pay attention to this because we keep talking about it. <laughs> Cause I'm going to say it to you five <laughs> times, but it uh, does sometimes get sort of repetitive <laughs> a yeah. little bit. Yeah. But I, I do appreciate it because there have definitely been moments when the two of them are like, what, you don't remember that. And I'm like, yeah, I haven't had, <laughs> you know, 20 plus years of Bible thrown in my face to remember something like that. That's really obscure to me, but to the two of them, it's not at all. So yeah, that's good to know. I'm going to bring us back in with verse 10 for the land where you go in to possess it. Isn't as the land of Egypt from whence you came out where you sowed your seed and watered it with your foot. I think this time it's being literal. What? What? (laughs) As a garden, how does of one herbs. water anything with one's foot? Yeah, JC, you want to look up another translation? <laughs> okay, <laughs> Brian, do you have your NIV out? <laughs> I, I Brian, this NIV is the thing: we're going to be looking to you for anything, any <laughs> shred of understanding that we can get. So you got to give us something. I'm just well, like and not a Hebrew scholar, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have my I have my Bible here on so. every word on command translations. Yes. I'm Google Translate. <laughs> Uh, Brian, what just uh, while we're looking up translations here, do you have a, a favorite translation you use? Do you use like the Common English Bible or something? We use the Common English Bible on the we on the Queer Theology podcast where we give a queer take on a different Bible passage every week. So we generally use CEB. It's a good mix of like accurate translation with like accessible language. Mm. Uh, well, here's okay. what the Common English Bible says. It says the land you're about to I enter. The, too. the the land you're about to enter and possess is definitely not like the land of Egypt where you came from, where you sowed your seed and irrigated it by hand like a vegetable garden. Ah, <laughs> okay. So by foot, they actually meant hand. But yeah. in in NIV, they say foot as well. Uh, Do mean say, you watered it on foot where you well, had your little sprinkling can and had to kind of go up and sense. down yeah. the rows? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. No, it, NIV says the land you are uh, entering, wait, is that it? The land you are entering to take over is not like the land of Egypt from which you have come, where you planted your seed and irrigated it by foot as in a vegetable, vegetable garden. So it's almost the same, but just by foot. So he's okay. implying that this land you're about to go into has a really sick irrigation system. Don't even worry about <laughs> so it. Awesome. Okay. Pre-installed. Right. Okay. Yeah. But the land where you go over to possess it is a land of hills and valleys and drinks water of the rain of the sky. Oh, I, I see. see. So it gets rained on enough. It actually has rain. Gotta... <laughs> That's what he <laughs> means. <laughs> <laughs> Literal rain. Yes. Okay. Sometimes the Bible should be read literally. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> 
a land which Yahweh your God cares for. The eyes of Yahweh your God are always on it from the beginning of the year, even to the end of the year. Okay. He's so definitely some it. kind of temperate growing zone. Yeah. Uh, yes. I didn't okay. realize Canaan was so lush. Yeah, I, I kind of huh. associate that whole region with just desert and more desert, but I guess there's got to be some reason why you'd want to occupy it so badly. We're not, <laughs> we're not, you know, harvesting oil fields quite yet at this point. That's so. true. Yeah. It shall happen if you shall listen diligently to my commandments, which I command you this day to love Yahweh your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, that I will give the rain of your land in its season, the former rain and the latter rain that you may gather in your grain and your new wine and your oil. Does this, so, does that mean like both spring rain and fall rain or like what? The, the multiple rainy seasons. Yes. Okay. Got yeah. Me. The rain that has happened and the rain that will happen. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> I will give grass in your fields for your cattle and you shall eat and be full. Take heed to yourselves. Lest your heart beat. Oh, here it comes. Here's that was the carrot. Here comes the stick. Yeah, same pattern. Okay. <laughs> Take heed to yourselves, lest your heart be deceived, and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. And the anger of Yahweh be kindled against you, and he shut up the sky, so shut that there sky. shall be no rain. Yep. Yeah. And the land shall not yield its fruit, and you perish quickly from off the good land which Yahweh Yikes. gives you. Yeah. Yikes. So it's the same thing that we were talking about last time of you set up this really this really intense set of standards. Um, that really no group of people could probably live up to perfectly. So then it's an easy justification for when the drought does come, you mm. know, that you can be like, well, it's, it's your own fault for worshiping Molech and sacrificing babies and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know how many babies they're sacrificing at this point, but I well, guess they did. Other people are. If Molech right, is right. a god, the, the neighbors are sacrificing babies, or at is least that's Molech what we're being Malek? told. Yeah, okay. that's, that's true. That's what, that's what the RPR people are telling us is that they're sacrificing <laughs> babies. Actually, <laughs> Brian, actually, I do have a question for you about this. So, so something that for me, like, so Dedeker and I both have not read the Bible all the way through, but you know, we were raised with Christian teachings and stuff like that. And reading through the old Testament has been really, has been especially interesting, I think, because I did some like reading of my own of like some things in the new Testament and things like that. Like when I was in college, but the old Testament has been really fascinating because it's not something I've really spent much time reading. And something that's surprised me about it is how much the existence of other gods is acknowledged mm-hmm. from right from Genesis through to now. And only recently in the Old Testament did Yahweh start saying things, or maybe Moses or Yahweh via Moses saying things about those gods not being real. But up until mm-hmm. this point, like they've been talked about just like Yahweh is one of many gods, just happens to be the coolest one for these people, you know? Yeah. You're, that is like, you just sort of discerned like what is happening. Um, all on your own, some <laughs> so, somehow. Good job. Really, all you have to do so, is just so read like, the Bible. <laughs> so, like uh, most sort of scholars think that this was not to get too academic was like written around like seventh century BCE, right? And like what was happening there is like different parts of like Israelites were um, were sort of like emerging into one place. They were um, 
fleeing persecution. And so this is kind of like Deuteronomy is, if you've seen like Hamilton, kind of like a rap battle where like, Ooh. <laughs> yes. like now you have our attention. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah and we're, we're like, back and we're back. <laughs> like the, 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 the authors of the various parts of Deuteronomy are sort of like making the case for their God. And so uh, up until this por- point, and I, it's been a minute, so I like, I forget, but um, there was like two kingdoms of like Israel and one of Judah and they're all sort of Hebrew people. Um, and in one of them, it was more sort of like our God is like the best of the many gods or the God that we choose to worship. And the other folks sort of had a more like, no, actually like our God is the only God. And so this is this passage in all a lot of Deuteronomy is sort of like making the case for no, actually like Yahweh is it. Um, and so huh. they're sort of it, this is like religio political propaganda happening, like huh. <laughs> all, all yeah. like in the form of this like story about back in the day. It has Have kind of felt like political campaigning, like yeah. political propaganda a little bit. So that makes sense that it's like you know, which, which of the presidents of the God clubs are the best, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, Thomas I was Jefferson just going to ask, Hamilton. have, have the Christians appropriated Hamilton yet? It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. Cause when I was growing up, that was the hot thing to do was to take, especially, really? oh, yes, oh, yeah. especially to oh, take yeah. pop songs of the day and rewrite them with Christian lyrics so that Christian parents could have something to give their kids to listen to that they could feel okay about. Um, I was, yeah, I was really involved with this evangelical Christian organization called Young Life. And like yeah. one of their big things was taking like brand logos of like oh, really popular brands and like transforming Complete, them into like the like, Young Life copyright logo. So we infringement. had like John Deere hats, but they were actually Young Life hats or like Adidas, but yeah. actually Young Life. And if you looked, it was like four lines instead of three and it was like facing the other direction, but it was like definitely ripping off of popular brands. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Those were like all over the Christian bookstores growing up. It was was super popular. Anyway, (laughs) we can talk about that a little bit more later. Let's get back to the rap battle. Shall we? (laughs) Therefore shall you lay up these words in your heart and in your soul and you shall bind them for a sign on your hand and they shall be for symbols between your eyes. So that was the tefillin we talked about last time in the last bonus content. You know, I thought bound. there was like the Triforce, like a Does sign the, on his hand. Yeah, I mean, kind of, almost. But sure, it's like the little I'll boxes, the little leather boxes. Yeah, yeah, the tefillin. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. I remember now. Thank you. Yeah, you shall teach them your children, talking of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. So you always. shall write them almost just up. anytime. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Uh, so, Emily, if I say the word mezuzah to you, does that mean anything? Not a ding dong thing. <laughs> it sounds like Azusa, which I know is a Christian college in Los Angeles. <laughs> close. Very, That's very it. close. Very, very close. If I say mezuzah to either you, Jason, Brian, does that mean anything? I, I, I have one on my door, actually. Oh, okay, you know. You know. Can you explain Jace, what it, you know? Can you explain what it is? Yeah, so it's um it's a a thing that Jewish many but not all Jewish folks do. And so the mezuzah is like a a piece of scroll, a parchment that has a portion of the Torah written on it and then is rolled up and put in this little decorative box that you affix to your doorpost. Um, oh, I've seen that on Sex in the City. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, there Emily. you go. <laughs> what? <laughs> Charlotte put it on her door. 
And there was after she became Jewish. Yeah, see, exactly. I thought, yeah, I see. I thought that you were going to be like, oh yeah, when I go to my Jewish friend's house, I've seen that. But no, it's Sex, <laughs> sex in, the in the City. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what I thought. Yes. <laughs> there was okay. I. My, there was one on my door when I moved in, and my Jewish friends said I should take care of it and not take it down. Oh. <laughs> so that's oh, like nice. Yeah, to it. Oh, I guess that makes sense. That's Probably cool. safer I to take it. care of it rather than rip it off your doorpost <laughs> yeah. and throw it in the garbage. Okay. Uh. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates, that your days may be multiplied and the days of your children in the land which Yahweh swore to your fathers to give them as the days of the heavens above the earth. For if you shall diligently keep all this commandment, which I command you to do it, to love Yahweh your God, to walk in all his ways and to cleave to him, then will Yahweh drive out all these nations from before you and you shall dispossess nations greater and mightier than yourselves. Okay. So every place. Yes, Jace. <laughs> I'm, I was going to say something silly. You can go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, say it. Say it. You got to say it. Say it. No, no. Yeah. Now you got to. Yeah. I was it better just, be really silly. Well, I was just going to say, I like, so this translation uses cleave to Yahweh a lot. And I was just thinking about yeah. that. I should start incorporating that into my vocab more. <laughs> you know, if I, if I want to like cuddle or something, I'd be like, Hey baby, like, let me cleave to you for a little bit. You know, like, <laughs> I like that. Some yeah. evangelical that. Christians use that word, so uh, you might be uh, putting really? out signals you don't. Yeah, within oh. a cuddling context? Not, n- no, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> wait, wait, in what context? I don't then? know. Just like cleaving. To, well, actually, kind of like cleaving to your wife, or Meaning almost a cuddling just, context. Yeah, yeah. Just, or like, just mean, just mean like committing. Yeah, com- this is sort of like metaphysic, metaphoric sort of bonding. It's funny because yeah. in my head, cleave huh. is something you do when you cut with a sword. And so it's like the yeah, opposite. Yeah, you cleave someone's head from their body. Right. Yeah. yeah, or like he was cleaved in twain, right? Like to me, that's... So it's funny that this word means also essentially the opposite of that. But, you mm-hmm. know, language. Well, when we get, yeah, when exactly. we get on multilinguistic degree, then we can talk about that. Okay. <laughs> drunk, drunk English First, study is what it would be yes. called, but yes. Verse 24, every place whereon the sole of your foot shall tread shall be yours from the wilderness and Lebanon, from the river, the river Euphrates, even to the hinder sea shall be your border. The hinder sea. There shall (laughs) no man be able to stand before you. Yahweh your God shall lay the fear of you and the dread of you on all the land that you shall tread on as he has spoken to you. Behold, I set before you this day a blessing and a curse. Oh, what do y'all think go. it's going to be? Here we go. Predictions. Predictions. What's uh, the blessing? What's the curse? Don't look ahead. Uh, well, just if they, it's a blessing because, you know, he's giving them all these amazing things. But if they don't do it, then they're all going to perish in a very tragic, horrifying manner. Which which kind of tragic, horrifying manner do you think? I don't know. The The sea will swallow them. The they'll they'll lose their cattle and and die of starvation something Ooh, about of those, those fire lines serpents? those fire serpents again oh, wait, those the fire cool. serpents yeah Dog, yeah dogs or, run away. or a whole new way that we haven't even encountered yet that god will just like think of and be like cool <laughs> let's try this one it's like i haven't messed them up this way before okay. yeah exactly uh also okay. i just i looked up what the hinder sea is it's the mediterranean I, that oh, was, that the was, Tinder Sea. Yeah, you know the right. the one that's over yonder. the The Western Sea is also <laughs> what it's called in some translations, but it's the Mediterranean. You know that sea in the back there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hinder. And yonder. The sea. blessing. The blessing. If you shall listen to the commandments of Yahweh your God, which I command you this day. Oh, and the curse. 
If Wait. you shall not listen, if you shall not listen, I'm just confused. Okay. <laughs> He's giving the conditions first. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. The blessing. Oh, in parentheses. oh I see. A blessing yes. and a curse. See, okay. The blessing yes. colon would be If better. you do these things. Okay. Got okay. It. Got it. And the curse, if you shall not listen to the commandments of Yahweh, your God, but turn aside out of the way, which I command you this day to go after other gods, which you have not known. Okay. It shall hmm. happen. When Yahweh your God shall bring you into the land where you go to possess it, that you shall set the blessing on Mount Gerizim and the curse on Mount Ebal, if you know what I mean. (laughs) No, no, I don't. No, I don't know what you mean. And I don't know what he means by set the blessing on and the curse on these mountains. I'm going to read one more verse and see if that makes any sense. Okay. And if it doesn't. Okay. A, a ball of blessing and a ball of curse and throw it on these mountaintops? Grab the pokeballs of blessing and the pokeballs yeah, of curse and toss exactly. them on the mountains. Aren't they beyond the Jordan, behind the way of the going down of the sun? <laughs> this <laughs> translation. <laughs> it's real, it's real <laughs> something, ain't it? <laughs> I love it. Public domain. <laughs> the way of the going down of the sun in the land of... The Canaanites who dwell in the Arabah over against Gilgal, besides the Oaks of Mora? Question mark. Aren't they? Aren't they there though, Jace? Oh, I see. Aren't they there though? Well, aren't they there? Here's what's funny. So I, I'm looking up other translations for you, as we love to do. And mm-hmm. even Dedeker, your your blessed the Message Bible says, mm. "Here's I'm going to do it in the conversational tone of the Message Bible." Okay. Here's what comes next. When God, your God, brings you into the land you are going into to make it your own, you are to give out the blessing from Mount Gerizim and the curse from Mount Ebal. It's not any clearer. Well, even the message couldn't clarify it. Wow. If, as our <laughs> saying give goes, it out? if the message can't clarify it, no one can. N- Nate, nobody <laughs> can clarify it. Do you have any, any hints, Brian? I, I unfortunately don't, other than to say that, like... Th- we're not, it's like not surprising that we don't understand this, right? Because they, the authors of this, of this book weren't trying to write down some sort of timeless moral truth. They were sort mm. of like engaged in like, like just evangelizing and politicizing like, like yeah. about like what was going on like in their day, in their time, in their place and sort of creating this like epic history of the past. And so, like the readers of this would have understood it and been like, Oh yeah, like I know that place and I know that place. And so, uh, and maybe, um, Oh, and maybe they would have been like, well, I know the kind of people who live around Mount whatever. <laughs> so it makes sense. We're going to give out our curses from there and we're going to put the blessings over here. <laughs> sure. I know about yeah. Those yeah. People. Uh, Which is whether with translations, like if you translate it literally, sometimes it's like, we don't understand the meaning. And so we like, m- we miss it. Right. And I don't, I don't have, I don't have the solution for this one, but we'll just keep rolling along. Okay. Verse 31, for you are to pass over the Jordan to go in to possess the land, which Yahweh, your God gives you, and you shall possess it and dwell therein. You shall observe to do all the statutes and the ordinances, which I set before you this day. That's the end of that chapter. All righty. Wow. All right, Emily, let's keep going. Okay, so Deuters 12, let's do this. These are the statutes and the ordinances which you shall observe to do in the land which Yahweh, the God of your fathers, has given you to possess it all the days that you live on the earth. 
you shall surely destroy all the places in which the nations that you shall dispossess served their gods on the high mountains and on the hills and under every green tree and you shall break oh boy and you shall break down their altars and dash in the okay i'm playing legend of zelda link's awakening <laughs> and we just got the pegasus boots and like you have to dash at things okay. and that reminds me of that well then you do dash and break pottery at least so yeah, yeah. i mean link, link hates pots we all know this okay like he absolutely hates pottery he has to kill all of it so okay so that's kind Very of what scary. got that is like telling people to do here. Pottery phobic. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. He is like an aversion to them. Okay. So, yeah, you shall break down their altars and dash in their pieces, dash in pieces their pillars, I see, and burn their ashram. Ashram? What's an ashram? Yeah, ashram. We, we did look this up a couple times that ashram was a female, an image of a female deity yes. that yes. at some point in history, in certain was married cultures, to God? was married to Yahweh, actually. Okay. Um, cool. And then supposedly another writer came along kind of after the tone toward Asherim or Asher had changed and was like, no, 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 Asherim's a, b- b- a witch um, and we don't like witch. her. A witch. And so we destroy anything that has to do with Asherim. So, okay. Uh, Brian, do you have anything right. to say well, about Asherim before I make a silly joke? <laughs> <laughs> no, just that like, um, like there's this tendency in religion to sort of, or like Judeo-Christian religions to play down women. Uh, oh, really? Really? Excuse me? I'm a full margarita. i that. <laughs> like, like that, like to play down sort of like women, like the divinity of women yes. and that like, like wisdom as a woman, like you see like feminine forms of God throughout the Hebrew Bible, and then it's sort of like let's just like ignore that, um, and so this mm-hmm. is you know more of more of the same of erasing yeah. women from the narrative. Sad. I just women assumed that erasure. Asher, Asher, or Asherim and Yahweh had a really bad breakup, and this I, has been the fallout of that. I say, yeah, that messy divorce, <laughs> messy divorce yeah. for sure. You get Chase, the you were gonna make yeah. you were gonna make a really silly joke I was again. You a- kind of really you know previewed that it was going to really be silly it up i know well i was, I, was <laughs> I think it's i think it's not any good anymore but i was going to make a joke about <laughs> asher being one of santa's reindeer uh, i don't know it's, oh that's it. it's, <laughs> cute. it's cute thank you, thank you brian good thank try. you for the pity laugh i like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> asher and dancer and yeah yeah All right. exactly <laughs> Yahweh and Vixen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love it. Oh, man. Let's, so. Sorry, never mind. What? I was going to say, let's, re- let's redo that song with like the names of all the gods from the Old Testament. You know, there's like Molech and Asher. With Molech and, and Baal and <laughs> Ishtar yeah. and Asher. And I don't know if we have quite enough to, to make all of them. have to figure out a better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there were a lot of reindeer. Okay. As a, as a professional caroler, I know how many reindeer there are and it's a lot fine (laughs) bring us back to the bible then yes okay so uh so you shall dash in pieces their pillars and burn their ash there too oh my god that was (laughs) bad it was bad i've had all right i've had too much of this uh this uh, orange thing is 9%, so it's kind of... Whoa! Yeah, I know, I want to get me. another glass of wine, but here we are. So, 
they will burn their ashram with fire, and you shall cut down the engraved images of their gods, and you shall destroy their name out of that place. You shall not do so to Yahweh your God. But, <laughs> don't don't like, don't get the, way, the, Yahweh, the altars to yeah. Yahweh mixed up in that, please. Yeah, don't don't go crazy over here. Like, don't do that to Yahweh, but to everyone else, cool. So, but to the place which Yahweh your God shall choose out of all your tribes to put his name there, even to his habitation shall you seek. And there you shall come, and there you shall bring your burnt offerings, and your sacrifices, and your tithes, and the heave offering of your hand, and your vows. Can we drink to heave offerings? It's been a while since we've done a heave offering. (sighs) I'm running out of wine. I need more. I'm running out of margarita. (laughs) (laughs) I know. We may have to, like, take a quick break to refill. Um, Wait, uh, and heave offering of your hand and your vows and your free will offerings and the firstborn. Okay, I thought that they were going to be like, and your firstborn son. Like, no, no, that's, that's and what Molech first- does. Yeah, exactly. And the firstborn of your herd and your flock, and there you shall eat before Yahweh your God, and you shall rejoice in all that you put your hand to, you and your households in which Yahweh your God has blessed you. That was a long sentence. Where did we... I've entirely lost my place. Where (laughs) Um, did you just end? We're on eight. I'm about to start eight. We ended seven. Okay, got it. Okay, cool. Cool. (laughs) Thank you. So, you (laughs) shall not do after all the things that we do here this day. Every man, whatever, is right in his own eyes. Uh For you haven't yet come to the rest and to the inheritance which Yahweh your God gives you. What did I just read? You shall not do after all the things that we do here on this day. Every man, whatever is right in his own eyes. For you haven't He's yet saying, come. You can't. You can't do rest. whatever it is that you think is right. I say because because you're not it's there. It's like yet. Japanese. They put they put the things in the wrong places. <laughs> yeah. All right. But when you go over the Jordan and dwell in the land which Yahweh your God causes you to inherit and he gives you the rest from all your enemies round about so that you dwell in safety then it shall happen that to the place which Yahweh your God shall choose to cause his name to dwell there there shall you bring all that I command you your burnt offerings and your sacrifices and your tithes and your heave offering of your hand and all your choice vows, which you oh, vow to Yahweh. The choicest vows. Choicest of vows. <laughs> oh, you man. shall rejoice before Yahweh your God, you and your sons and your daughters and your men servants. It's not ma- man servant, it's men servants, I guess because there are multiple. And your maid servants. <laughs> And the Levite who is within your gates, because he has no portion nor inheritance with you. Well, it's interesting we recap that here. I know. The thing about the Levites not having land or whatever. Inheritance, yeah. yeah. Take heed to yourself that you don't offer your burnt offerings in every place that you see. (laughs) (laughs) Don't just do it it in random places. You got to do it in the place. <laughs> Wait, where are we That's supposed amazing. to do them then? Wait, we, so not just anywhere we see. It's right. He's going to tell them. I'm okay, about to okay, say it. Okay. So, but in the place which Yahweh shall choose in one of your tribes, mm. there you shall offer your burnt offerings, and there you shall do 
all that I command you. Yes. Notwithstanding, you may kill and eat flesh within all your gates. Wow, that is a lot. After all the desire of your soul, according to the blessing of Yahweh your God, which he has given you, the unclean and the clean may eat of it, as of the gazelle, and as of the heart. That's a deer. H-A-R-T? Yes. What's a no, heart? I'm lost. It's a deer. Um, Her- a heart's a deer. Uh, how do you know? Because that. I because I was in an acapella Renaissance quartet named Heart, and what that's what we named oh. ourselves. Oh. <laughs> that is some incredibly that's, nerdy. That's a great backstory. Stuff. Yeah, that's Jason. the best possible reason for you to know that. <laughs> we were yeah, we was it was in high school. We had a little acapella, uh, sort of medieval slash Renaissance quartet to sing in competitions, and we named ourselves heart like after the band heart but spelled heart like this because in songs of that period that's what they called a deer and it was in the song we were singing they talked about a heart Uh, did you dress appropriately no unfortunately we didn't we just wore suits and dresses you dressed very inappropriately okay Mm. um specifically Uh, a heart is a male deer though just so okay okay great heart in a doe yeah yeah. Yes. A okay. Doe is a female deer. It's a, yes. a deer. A female deer. Doe, a deer, a female deer. <laughs> yes. 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 Correct. Heart, a male doe over five, I think is technically what it means. <laughs> Jeez. <Wow>. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, actually, I was going to make yes. a request to see another Please. translation of this verse because I am a little confused. Which, which verse is this one? Means? Verse 15. 15. This is, are we in 12, 15 now? Yeah, yeah 12, we're in 12. Let me let me say uh, 15. I got gotcha. you. Okay, nevertheless, you may slaughter your animals in any of your towns and eat as much of the meat as you want, as if it were a gazelle or deer according to the blessing, the blessing the Lord has given you. Both the ceremonially unclean and clean may eat it. Okay? Yeah, the the Thanks, message Niv. The message is very similar. It says, it's permissible to slaughter your non-sacrificial animals, like gazelle and deer, in your towns and eat all you want from them with the blessing of God, your God. Both the ritually clean and unclean may eat. So yeah, I think that's okay, pretty right. straightforward. Is it just kind of clarifying, so you, like, you can only sacrifice in these spots, but you can eat other stuff wherever. That's cool. Right? But whatever, like a, like a tapir or a hippo or a deer or whatever, like, feel free to... Actually, hippo is probably unclean. Right. Probably, I think so. Yeah, I, they didn't specify it, but maybe you didn't specify. But I would assume unclean. It, I, you know, know. It, it feeds from like the rivers and stuff like that. Do they have and cloven hooves? I don't know. I don't have hooves at all. They just kind of have like. Well, I elephant thought that they feet. have flippers. No, they, they do. Flip- they do have. They, <laughs> they don't have. Flippers. Flippers. We have no, no idea what animals look like. <laughs> 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 I think you're thinking of a manatee. <laughs> no, I, thought, I swear that I saw a baby hippo recently. Not like actually saw one, but like a picture of one, <laughs> and it had like flippy feet. <laughs> exactly, Brad. They have okay. There's okay hippo feet. They have four toes on their feet with hooves covering each toe. Whoa. So I think this would Wait, count Wait, I can't as, even describe, I can't even picture that at all. It's a cloven, yeah, they, they look like, they're actually really cute if you Google hippo feet <laughs> and just look at the image results. It's pretty adorable. Okay. Okay. So they're not flippy flappies. <laughs> they're not flippy flappies. No. Okay. All right. Uh, where the hell was I? Um, 16. 16. 
Only you shall not eat the blood. Uh, you shall pour it out on the earth as water. You may not eat within your gates the tithe of your grain or your new wine or of your oil or the firstborn of your herd or of your flock, nor any of your vows which you vow. Yeah, like things, things you that you have them? promised to Yahweh, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. <clears throat> okay. I thought I, when you think of this in like a marriage sense, it's like, don't eat your words or eat your vows. Oh, I see. I, see. I like that. Kind of <laughs> metaphor. I like that. Yeah. Very clever. Yeah. That's what I thought. So, nor your free will offerings, nor the heave offering of your hand, but you shall eat them before Yahweh your God in the place which Yahweh your God shall choose you and your son and your daughter and your manservant and your maidservant and the Levite who is within your gates. And you shall rejoice before Yahweh your God all that you put your hand to. Okay. You had to say that multiple times. Yeah. Take heed. Yes, absolutely. Take heed to yourself that you don't forsake the Levite as long as you live in your land. Uh, so don't yeah. like, <clears throat> yeah, don't hate the Levite that's like kind of leeching off of you. <laughs> Jeez, essentially. Oh yeah. boy. Yeah, Brian, we should probably let you in that we have sort of a whole conspiracy theory about the Levites. Um, mm-hmm. That they're, that this whole thing is kind of a grift. That that Moses and the Levites have been playing on everyone to kind of like get all of the good stuff given to them without having to do any actual work to take care of anything. They take a lot. They take care of the Ark of the Covenant that's, okay, and the that's tabernacle. True. That's true. That's true. They do carry the Ark of the Covenant. Yes. Yeah, they have to it, assemble <laughs> and deassemble. Yeah. I mean, I, I think like if I remember correctly, um, Deuteronomy was like written by sort of like the religious elites or compile. I mean, this is how it always is, right? But like, especially Deuteronomy. So they're sort of like making the case for themselves, <laughs> but then okay. saying yeah, like, well, there you go. But then yeah. saying like, but saying like, but it like, but Moses said, or it happened like a long time ago. Like this is how it's been, right. um, and so they're sort of like creating this like you know like epic origin story. Like you know every good you know, comic hero has an origin story. And so this yeah. is sort of like their origin story in some ways. But also yeah. having to constantly reiterate, remember, they don't get any inheritance. They don't get any land. So that's why you need to take care of them. That is that constant reminder. Yeah. yeah. There's also just sort of throughout the the Hebrew Bible, like this emphasis on like taking care of people um, and not just taking care of like people who look like you, but like taking care of the stranger and the immigrant and the foreigner. And so... Like the, this yeah, there has been a lot of that, like, too. Yeah, meme yeah this is itself. good things for people to remember right. nowadays. It's very timely. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, when Yahweh your God shall enlarge your border, as he has promised you, and you shall say, I will eat flesh. Ew. Sorry, the vegan in me is not okay with this. Because <laughs> your soul desires to eat flesh. You may eat flesh after all the desire of your soul. If the place which Yahweh your God shall choose to put his name there be too far from you, then you shall kill of your herd and your flock which Yahweh has given you, as I have commanded you, and you may eat within your gates after all the desire of your soul. Okay, so if the place where you can sacrifice is quote-unquote too far from you, it's not (laughs) clear how far counts as too far, then it's okay for you to sacrifice where you are 
Interesting. Is yeah. that am I gathering but, that correctly? But it seems like if you're too far from one of these sacrifice spots, then you get to eat it instead of sacrificing it. Sacrificing it because you don't get to eat it when you sacrifice it. Like the Levites get to eat it. But it seems okay. like if you're so too far, the, you but can the just Levite eat it. that's living with you probably gets to eat it too. I guess is if there's one living with you. I assume just the answer is what I've been saying for years, which is just like move to the freaking mountains and don't interact with anybody, and then you get to eat your own <laughs> sacrifices. So <sighs> you heard it here I first, suppose. folks. Okay, <laughs> there's the the religion of Dedeker. Just go out uh-huh. into the mountains <laughs> <Yeah>. by yourself. <laughs> Even as the gazelle and as the heart is eaten, the heart meaning the deer, Mm -hmm. is eaten, so you shall eat of it. The unclean and the clean may eat of it alike. Only be sure that you don't eat the blood, for the blood is the life, and you shall not eat the life within the flesh. Yeah, I like how we have to drive this home twice. It's like, but yeah, don't, 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 you know that, we know that you like it, but don't you eat it, don't. So you shall not eat it. You shall pour it on the earth as water. How many times does he have to say this? You shall not eat it that may go well with you and with your children after you, when you shall do that which is right in the eyes of Yahweh. Only your holy things which you have and your vows you shall take and go to the place which Yahweh shall choose. And you shall offer your burnt offerings, the flesh and the blood, and on the altar of Yahweh your God, and on the blood of your sacrifices, shall be poured out on the altar of Yahweh your God, and you shall eat the flesh. (laughs) Observe and hear all these words which I command you, that it may go well with you, and with your children after you forever, when you do that which is good and right in the eyes of Yahweh your God. When Yahweh your God shall cut off the nations from before you, where you go in to dispossess them, them, and you dispossess them and dwell in their land, take heed to yourself that you not be ensnared to follow them after they are destroyed from before you, and that you not inquire after their gods, saying, How do these nations serve their gods? Even so will I do likewise. Mm, don't do it. What? It's funny because up to this point, all the imagery has been about... Um, you know, being like straying from the path and being kind of led into temptation by these other gods. But I do like this different image of just kind of like this very intellectual inquiry of like, I'm going to inquire after these gods. Oh, oh, Molech, paging Molech. How, how do these nations do? How do these <laughs> nations serve you? <laughs> no, yeah, don't exactly. do it. Don't do it. It's very clear here. <laughs> but this, this, like I know is like, weird and random but it also like reminds me of today uh and like like so uh, i think this this is true for like i think all marginalized communities so like the hebrew people in this time and place right are like super marginalized and so it's it's tempting to read this as like christianity is like appropriated the hebrew bible and christianity is in control of everything and uses it to control people but like at the time they were this like oppressed minority and so it like reminds me of like conversations that we have in like the lgbt community around like what you like should and shouldn't do and like how do we define our community and like what does it mean to be queer or poly or black like you know what like what are our priorities and we were talking hmm. about some multi-amory like like should we go and like try and assimilate into mm. like gay marriage and, and, and it's sort of in the patriarchy. You're like, they're talking about, you know, don't like, <laughs> don't like, don't go like, don't go and like be tempted to like get ensnared to follow them. Right. That like, mm. there's like this, this sort of like warning of like, 
this is sort of like who we are and and like I know that life sucks, but like mm. we have to believe that there's like this sort of like bigger thing going for us and we can't get like trapped in the sort of like oppressors. Interesting. Oh, yeah, Brian, that's fair. That is a different kind of blown my mind a maybe little bit. Healthier perspective. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you've blown my mind a little bit right now because I think like, okay, a piece of advice we were given over a year ago about approaching the Bible was to leave our baggage behind and then just go in and, and try to read this and see what's here. And I'm realizing that one area that we have not necessarily been doing that is I think we've been seeing this like institution of the Hebrews in the Mm -hmm. same way we think about the institution of Christianity being the thing that's in power, being Mm -hmm. the being the empire, right? Being Mm -hmm. the Holy Roman empire or whatever that is today. And it, yeah, it, or Mike Pence, <laughs> right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Instead of realizing that, like, it's hard when when there's passages that talk about how many freaking hundreds of thousands of people they have to think of them as a minority or as a disenfranchised people. But as we've talked about before, maybe those numbers are not actually accurate. Not by real. Our, yeah, they're not mm-hmm. quite the same type of numbers that we have today. Yeah. Yeah. But this idea of like, God, shit, it's, I want to go back and re-record like our last months of episodes. But <laughs> no, we're, <laughs> we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. No. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> we're not going to do that. <laughs> but if, if we were to think about all of this from the point of view of a disenfranchised people, then th- there's still some problematic things in this. But Totally. <laughs> but the overall message of going and like, Yahweh is going to give you the power to take the land from these forces that are mightier than you Mm. is maybe an empowering message as opposed to what it has felt like to us before, which is a very imperialist message. They're the ones who are oppressing Mm. rather than those who are oppressed. And there's also, you know, like modern day empires use this justification of like, well, God says it's okay for us to go take these lands, so we're going to go take it. Just very different, right? Which is very different from a marginalized people saying, like, "Hey, you know, Yahweh or whatever our power is is going to help us conquer something that seems too big for us." Sorry, my mind's kind of blown right now. Yeah, (laughs) like the like the the like the historical context is is like super important, and then also like in this like in this passage and elsewhere, like part of it is just sort of like being like I don't know, like you like puff up your chest and like is try and like make yourself seem bigger than you are or like, you know, you get picked on. And so you create this like epic backstory about how like you've got like your mm. dad's got a Lamborghini or like you've got this hot girlfriend <laughs> in Canada or like whatever it is. Right. Like, <laughs> like my girlfriend who lives in Canada. Yeah, <laughs> that like, there's like some amount of like trying to like realizing like I'm I like I'm in a, crappy place and mm. trying to sort of like rewrite the narrative here and, and saying like, you know, there's like, we were great before and like, therefore we can be great again and like, don't lose hope. Mm. Even if it's but a little, not like, in the make America fancy. great again way, but not in the make America great again way. Absolutely <laughs> not. Gosh. 
No, I, yeah, that, that does make a lot of sense. Like, cause on our other podcast, we talk about how it's like, there's some very intense, you know, heteronormative forces that will mm-hmm. try to kind of push you away from who you feel like you really are. And it's really important to make sure that you stick to who it is that you really are, even though it's tempting and maybe it seems like it'll be an easier quality of life to kind of give in to that kind of social pressure. So so yeah, okay, fine. I'm with you, Jace. Let's go re-record this whole podcast. <laughs> uh, I think the element of surprise would be taken out for right. me at least. Right. Uh, I'm just saying, the, the let's, element of let's continue okay. forward now with okay. these fresh eyes. How about right. that? Okay. With yes. this new Love revelation. It. And why Love don't I finish it. this dang chapter? Yes. <laughs> okay, uh, where was I? Where was I? 30, um, 30, 30? 31? 31? 30? 30. 31? Yeah. Uh, 31. 31. 31. Yes. You shall not do so to Yahweh your God, for every abomination to Yahweh which he hates have they done to their gods. For even their sons and their daughters do they burn in the fire to their mm, gods. That's that's we were talking that Molech about stuff. Molech loves uh-huh. those baby burnings. Yeah. Whatever thing I command you, that shall you observe to do. You shall not add thereto, nor diminish from it. And seen, says God. Or <laughs> Moses, rather. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right, Brian, going? do you want to oh. continue us with Deuteronomy 13? Have you got, you've got the I, right translation up? I've got the right, I've got the public domain, the GitHub version of the Bible. <laughs> I love that, the GitHub of the Bible. Uh, uh, okay, Deuteronomy 13 If there arise in the midst of you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, and he give you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or the wonder come to pass, whereof he spoke to you, saying, Let us go after other gods, which you have not known, and let us serve them. You shall not listen to the words of that prophet or to that (laughs) dreamer of dreams. For Yahweh your God proves you to know whether you love Yahweh your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Okay, wow. so so it's like prophet even, and dreamer of dreams, yeah. Like Joseph, if, the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, right? Yes, yeah. even if he pulls a Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, and it all comes true, but it's him trying to sway you toward other gods, then don't believe him. Yeah, then nah, not yeah, that. just don't, okay. just don't. <laughs> Got it. Yep. So then you shall walk after Yahweh your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. And you shall serve him and cleave to him. Cleave. <laughs> and now you're thinking of cuddling, right? <laughs> no, I'm thinking cuddling of cleavage. Oh, Emily's thinking of that- cleavage. <laughs> and I'm thinking of cuddling. Sure. You know, cleave. Yeah. Just turning gender stereotypes on their head. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, well. That's what, that's what that Emily and I like to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death. Of course. <laughs> Classic. Jeez. Zero Obvi. to a hundred. Classic <laughs> Yahweh. Oh, man. Because he has spoken rebellion against Yahweh, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt and, and redeemed you out of the house of bondage. House of bondage to draw you aside. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well. There's definitely a BDSM club somewhere in some. I hope so. And, uh, that actually is, the a, River that actually is a thing. Like Christian 
like domination submission. Yeah, BDSM. there's the whole like oh, like the really? like very like bondagey leathery nun kind of what uh, oh. imagery uh? that comes up. Have you not yeah. seen that yeah. kind of stuff? Like, oh, I guess it was on an episode of Euphoria. Yeah. Some like kinky conservative Christians take like wives submit to your husbands to like a kinky place, and it's like oh, okay, it's a whole. That's an episode for another day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe for the bonus. <laughs> uh, to draw you a sight out of ha- redeems you out of the house of bondage. To draw you a sight out of the way which Yahweh your God commanded you to walk in. So you shall put away the evil from the midst of you. If your brother, the son of your mother, or your son, or your daughter, or the wife of your <laughs> what? bosom? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What? The wife, the wife of, your of your bosom? What does that, that mean? <laughs> wait, okay, wait. Okay, I gotta ask, what I'm, does the message say? I'm looking it up. <laughs> There's no way the message is gonna say the wife of your bosom. It's gotta say something <laughs> is this, wait. more understandable. Is this on eight? Oh no, this is six. If your very own brother, or your son, or your daughter, or the wife you love... Or your closest oh. friend secretly entices you, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, the wife you hate is fine. We don't care about that wife. But the one because you love. People had multiple wives back in the There true. you go, I see. Yeah, yeah uh, so your favorite I, wife. Can I clarify some things Message by reading it? some Tyndale? Oh, please. Oh, yeah, that's going to be really clarifying. <laughs> uh, Brian, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Tyndale Bible. Uh, but it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, I'm going to read to you the translation here. If thy brother, the son of thy mother, or thine own son, or thy daughter, or the wife that lieth in thy bosom, or thy friend, oh. which is as thine own soul unto thee, entice oh. thee secretly, saying, Let us go and serve a strange <laughs> goddess, which thou hast not known, nor yet thy father's. All strange goddess. Strange goddess. Yeah. Stay away from yeah. them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> okay. But you didn't even finish the line, so bosom, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. What if, where are we? So, <laughs> or we were at six. <laughs> so we can six, just start at six. six. If your brother, the son of your mother, or your son, or your daughter, or the wife of your bosom, or your friend, who is your own soul, entice you secretly, saying, let us go and serve other gods, which you have not known, you, nor your fathers, of the gods of the other peoples who are around about you, near to you, or far off from you, from the one end of the earth, even to the other end of the earth. You shall not consent to him, nor listen to him, neither shall your eye pity him, neither shall... You spare, neither shall you conceal him, but you shall surely <laughs> kill him. Whoa, Jesus. okay. Jeez. Uh, uh, I was thinking like, oh, my mom used to say like, if so-and-so jumped off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge? But <laughs> It's like if so-and-so she jumped off a bridge, 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 kill would you, them. Would you kill them? Would you yeah. kill him? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, it's very different from the allegory or the parallel we were making earlier where it's like, yeah, if you're trying to live some kind of counterculture or non-mainstream existence and someone's like, oh, you don't need to be gay or I don't really believe in that gender identity. It's like being like, you should kill that person. <laughs> yeah, jeez. <laughs> It does. It really swings okay. between the extremes of like, we're the oppressed people to like, also, we're going to kill anyone who's different from us. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But that's also like a thing, right? Like, you know, queers bash back is like, oh, not like it's like a mainstream thing or like die cis scum, right? That's like, I, mm. like, I think it's like an understandable 
hmm. reaction to be like, Wah. that's true. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. To kind of throw that anger right back at. Hmm. Yeah. All right. right. Okay. okay. Even though, like, might hopefully, not be the it healthiest gets, thing, but. Right. Totally. And then, <laughs> Look at you, like, Brian. You're making us totally be okay with, like, yeah, kill that person. Yeah, reasonable. All right. Yeah, fine, totally. Let's kill okay. Or at least it's good for a perspective. It's an understanding perspective. <laughs> yeah, I'm on, not, like, yeah, I'm this not. is why these things were written in this manner. <laughs> like, definitely don't, like, can like advocate murder but I, I do think about like you know queer folks who are like relentlessly bullied and then like mm. lash back out um yeah. there was like a case recently where like you know like this kid like i think stabbed someone who had been just like mercilessly bullying him for like months and so it's like where do you like how do yeah. like what is like what is violence and who's doing the yeah. violence and right mm-hmm. yeah 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 that makes sense yeah so surely kill him. <laughs> yeah, but also like, I like, think maybe there's a better way. <laughs> right. yeah. uh, neither shall you spit. Your hand shall be first on him to put him to death. Oh, gosh. And so don't, brute. don't let don't anyone get to you first. Don't it to anyone. Yeah. Yeah, get, push yeah. him out of the way and kill him. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and afterwards, the hand of all the people. So it's like a, a gang murder. Um, right. Right. But you have to start it. Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> you better start it, man. Jeez. Oh. You shall stone him to death with... St- oh, sorry. Yeah. No. D- d- no, yes. We're stoning. We, we love stonings. We're super into this. <laughs> 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 you shall stone him to death with stones because he has sought to draw you away from Yahweh, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. All Israel shall hear and fear and shall not do to any more such wickedness as is in the midst of you. If you shall hear tell concerning one of your cities, which Yahweh, your God, gives you to dwell there, say, saying, certain base fellows are gone out of, from, midst, from the midst of you. And have drawn away the inhabitants of their city, saying, Let us go and serve other gods which you have not known. Then you shall inquire and make search and ask diligently, and behold, if it be truth, and the thing certain that such abomination is done in the midst of you, you shall surely strike the inhabitants of that city with the edge of the sword, destroying it utterly and all that is therein, and the cattle of it with the edge of the sword." What? Boy, oh boy. It's, I feel like this. There's some run on sentences here, too. Oh, yeah, yeah oh. for sure. <laughs> Yeah, a couple <laughs> this, here and there. Uh, like, okay, it's it feels like you could use something like that as a justification for like if someone, say, California wants to secede from the union because we're like the way America's going is effed up. That you could say yeah. no. The Bible says we have to kill you with swords. Is that kind of? Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like you could twist this that way, right? Based on a different context. I mean, I'd believe it. I think if California does try to secede, someone would try to kill us with swords. I don't know if they would. So I think like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. That's just like, so there's if people, there's this like idea that like the Bible says this or the Bible says that. And there's like this, the Bible says like one consistent thing. And so like the Bible is, God's people sort of like wrestling with who they are and what their place is and how they relate to each other and to the divine. And so 
they're sort of like working all this out in real time um, while also like being like brutally oppressed. And so this is sort of like one take on it and you'll see other takes throughout it. And it doesn't necessarily say like, this is the right way or this is the wrong way. It's sort of like in this moment, this is how we feel in this moment. This is how we feel. And like, what do you then it's up to us to do the work to sort through all of that and like figure out like what's the right path forward. And that is such a different way of approaching the Bible than the way I think most of us were taught. <laughs> is that it's like yeah. look at look at what they did and do that <laughs> you know yeah I, yeah when we were talking about like you trying to like not bring your baggage to the podcast yeah. but like and we were talking about this on multi-amory like everyone has baggage that mm. they bring to everything and so but like a certain type of christian has spent the last few decades convincing everyone that like their read of the bible is the objective way and everyone else's is wrong but like it's like very actually like only within the past hundred years that a lot of these ideas have come up. And so like naming just like with journalism, like naming your baggage or your perspective or your biases, I think like is an, a critical part of engaging with the text and we all have it. And so what are they? And like, are yeah. we the oppressor or are we the oppressed? And <laughs> what mm. do we do with that? Yeah. It's a great question to ask all of ourselves. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, you shall gather all the spoil of it into the midst of the street of it and shall burn with fire the city wow. and all the spoil what? of it every wit every to wit. Yahweh your God your wit <laughs> every wit wit every wit um, and it shall be a heap forever it shall not be built again Jeez. I'm sorry that that's a lot right there like yeah. just burn it to the ground and it shall be a heap of burn forever yikes don't build nothing there ever again yeah. wow yeah. What, what was that word the wit wit quit. Every, every wit, wit of it every wit every wit, every wit begins to- with W. <laughs> I keep thinking jot and tittle. <laughs> yeah, it's the same meaning. A wit means a very small part or amount. Yeah, oh. every jot and tittle. Yeah. Oh, okay, so every it. little every little thing she does every is little magic. Every bit. little bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Every, <laughs> every little bit of it got to burn it up. Okay. Okay. Um, there shall cleave nothing of the devoted thing to your hand that Yahweh may turn from the fierceness of his anger and show you mercy and have compassion on you and multiply you as he has sworn to your fathers. When you shall listen to the voice of Yahweh, your God, to keep all of his commandments, which I command you this day to do that, which is right in the eyes of Yahweh, your God. Amazing. Wow. We did it. We made it. Yep. <laughs> made it to the end. Um, that was a lot. That was a lot. Yeah, my goodness. Um, so this is usually the part where we try to predict what's going to happen next. More of the same. <laughs> I'm assuming Moses is going to go on his little rant for a little while longer okay. and uh-huh. then eventually die. Is he dying in this book? I think he dies at He's the got, end. He has to. Yeah, has okay, to. okay. I get it. I'm Spoiler getting a nod. <laughs> I'm excited. Spoiler okay. alert. I mean, I mean, I mean, that sounds terrible. I'm excited for Moses' death, but no. He just like, it's been teased for a while, so I want to see them get to Canaan, except for Moses, and because Moses is not going, that means that he's going to perish before they get there. It's like so, Lord of the Rings. It just keeps ending over and over and over. Yeah. <laughs> Except for then, you know, there's a lot of other books of this dang 
big old damn book. <coughs> right, but yeah, Emily, there's going to be many, many more quests. It's like we were talking about last time, where if you think of it rather than these books are all chapters of one book, it's more like these are all individual installments in the Babysitter's Club or, you know, the yeah. the Star Wars that. Extended Universe or whatever. Like, they're maybe they're grouped together into little groups. Like, this one has been grouped together with Exodus and, and Numbers, but, like... Not necessarily. Did you read the boxcar children? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I loved it. <laughs> okay. Were they like low-key Christian like one- books? Oh, I don't Were they? Oh. Uh, uh, I guess they're sneaky. They I'm going to let you all answer that question. I don't know. The only thing that I remember is that they put like <laughs> bottles of milk in the river to keep it cold because they didn't have a refrigerator. <laughs> I don't remember For whatever that at reason all. that stuck <laughs> in my head that for freaking twenty five years or whatever. <laughs> I just remember that it was all the books were in my school's library, my Christian school's library, uh, and yeah. most of the books in there pretty much were either Christian books or. Uh, most of them were pretty much like very clearly either either the content itself is Christian or the author is clearly Christian. And so I feel huh. like the boxcar children wouldn't be in there if there wasn't some kind of Christianity involved. Chronicles of Narnia. Right, well, it went, <laughs> right, it exactly. sailed over my head if that were the case. Dude, they were originally published in 1924. That's how what? old the boxcar children what? are. That is how old it is. Wow. 1924. I think they were like all kids that were like homeless, basically. Well, they right. lived in a boxcar, right? That was the, <laughs> yeah, that exactly. was the premise. So, so actually, they were. <laughs> no, that was that was just the first. It was only in the first book that they were the boxcar children. It was only in the first book that they were these homeless kids living in a boxcar, and then they got adopted by like their weird rich uncle or something. Oh yeah. Oh, so then it became. Oh, I do remember Annie that. or something. And then yes. it becomes Annie. You're right. <laughs> Annie was one of the boxcar yes. children. We just made the crossover. No, no, no. It was their grandfather. Their grandfather was a steel baron. Their Boy, grandfather no. was a freaking colonizer. <laughs> um, Gosh, colonizer geez. capitalist who adopted them. <laughs> wow. Okay. Course. Well, I'm excited. Anyway, yes. This is exactly like the boxcar children. Exactly like that. You're right. Thank you. So we wanted to take a second and thank our lovely patron, Sam, and give you a toast for being a $12 patron. Sam, we do love you. We know you. You're a friend of ours. And thank you so much for your support. This is this is really unexpected, actually. We so appreciate it. Thank you for being a part of this for us. Yeah. And cheers to you. Dolphins. Clinky, everyone. Clinky. Dolphins to you. Cheers. 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 I, I suppose that you know what that means. I don't know mm-hmm. what that means. But cool. <laughs> Dolphins. So those of you who are listening, if you also want a personalized toast on the show, you can sign up to become one of our parishioners at our Patreon. Thank you for joining us for Bible study today. If you want even more drunk Bible study, including ad-free episodes, early releases, personal toasts on the show, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunk Bible study. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and then write us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher, letting other people know what you like about it. Find us on Twitter at drunk Bible cast on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study, or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Jace Lindgren, Emily Matlack, and me, Dedeker Winston. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album, Home of the The The. The theme song for the Book of Deuteronomy is Truth in the Stones by Kevin McLeod. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. <laughs> <laughs>